Hi, and welcome to the Girlfriend God. My name is Kelly, and I'll be your host. Hello, and welcome to the Girlfriend God. It's just me, Kelly, your Girlfriend God creator. So, due to a little bit of a mishap, I don't really have an episode to post for you today, but I thought I'd just, you know, ramble into the microphone and see what happens and share some things with you about me, because I have been a bit mysterious, and all you really know is what I have told you in previous episodes. So, you know, let me start with the whole love songs to goddess thing. You know, I I posted those TikTok and Instagram things today asking if people were tired of it or people seemed to like it or if I should keep doing it or because I'm happy to keep doing it. But, um, and, you know, that might sound uh, corny or silly to some people that I do that, but uh, for me... It is very, very real. And some of the time I have fun with that, you know, like I'll jam out to Katrina and the waves walking on sunshine and because I do laugh with her and play with her. So, um, but a lot of the time, you know, it it is very serious and it's a good way for me to connect. And uh, I'm just going to be honest. I will tell you that today that after some of the events of, the last few weeks, you know, I, I wept to her and in gratitude, in gratitude, not in sadness, just in a, oh, thank goddess, I have you. And, you know, steadfast in that belief that no matter what comes, I've got her. And I'll tell you, when you have that kind of faith, uh, walking around in the world is a lot easier. And I, so I don't want to get into a whole big song and dance about it, but, you know, one of the circumstances uh, of these past few weeks was um, a medical thing. And I was, and it was very scary. And I was terrified, really terrified. And something else that, um, other people might not understand or find creepy or stupid or corny or whatever. I, uh, I have this image of my goddess. It's an image based on Ellen of the ways and just, you know, long flowing hair. And it's kind of like a sketch, but it's, it's really, really cool. And, um, so I I had it printed. It was a digital download from a seller on Etsy, and I had it printed on uh, this soft jersey fabric, and found a company that did uh, where you could upload your own image to print on fabric. So I did that, and my wife, my darling wife, who's one of the greatest gifts Goddess has ever given me. Because I got to tell you, I'm a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, so anyway, so she 
sewed it into a pillowcase for me. So I have this goddess pillow, this Ellen pillow. And, uh, you know, during my scary thing that happened, I was in the emergency room. And when we left the house to go to the emergency room, <laughs> my, my wife went back in and got my goddess pillow. Uh, and you know what? I fucking clung to that thing in the emergency room because I was so scared. And it helped me to feel less scared. And that's what my relationship with her is like. And, you know, that didn't, that didn't happen overnight. And it's not a 24-7 thing, although it's, it's getting there. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought there. Um, that is what my relationship with her is like all of the time. I mean, she's available to me all the time. And it took me a really long time and a lot of practice and a lot of prayer and a lot of meditation to get to the point that I'm at now. And for a long time when I lived in the house that I live in now. Sorry, I'm loudly swallowing coffee at you. In the house that I live in now, I could only, <laughs> I used to joke with my friends about having this magical portal in this ginormous bathroom that we have that has a, you know, a hot tub and, uh, because I tend to get my most profound insights um, when I'm in the shower. That has been true for a very long time. But in this house, for whatever reason, it's particularly uh, it, it's particularly true. And so I go in there for respite, you know, if I'm stressed out about something or whatever. But it took me a year to learn how to take that connection I was feeling with her in my little sanctuary um, out into the world when I'm with other people. And what that looks like for me now is I can literally feel her hand on my shoulder. So is my right shoulder? Not sure why that is. I've actually been meaning to look that up. Why is it always the right hand, the right hand of the father and all that? I'm sure there's some significance to that. I have, I'm just positing a theory right now. Um, so I was taught a long time ago. I don't remember who taught me. I don't remember what sort of spiritual tradition this information came from. But I've never forgotten it. And that is that the left side of the body is the receiving side. And the right side of the body is the giving side. Like whenever somebody wants to shake my hand, I, I always try and shake hands with my right hand. And, um, or I'll, I'll touch people who need to be comforted with my right hand. So maybe she's always behind me, standing behind me to the right, because my outgoing love that comes from her, does that, does that making any sense? I don't know. Maybe it's bullshit. I don't know. She'll tell me. <laughs> She'll tell me. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, that, that is what it's about for me with her. And I got to be honest, I, you know, I don't talk to a lot of people about it or I don't, yeah, I don't talk to a lot of people about it because very few people in my life understand. Some of them do. My more spiritually minded people do. This is, after all, a podcast classified as about spirituality. And so I guess that's one of the things that motivated me to do the podcast. So I guess, you know, because I can hide behind this wall of anonymity and say whatever I want. And if people judge me, I'm not going to know about it. And quite honestly, I don't care. But, you know, I mean, I care a little bit. Everybody cares a little bit. I hate it when people say, I don't really give a fuck what other people think about me. Mm, I think you keep telling yourself that. We are human. It's part of the human condition. Of course we care what other people think about us. Of course we care that other people like us. Of course we do. Of course we do. Because we all want to be loved, right? That's part of the goddess solution, is to feel loved in a way that maybe you never have before. And I, and you know, I gotta tell you, this love affair that I have with my goddess, my wife doesn't mind at all <laughs> because my wife is a spiritual person and my wife prays to a goddess and my wife understands. She doesn't have what I have, but that's okay. She's on her path. But she does understand, I think to a degree, beyond a certain point, even she doesn't understand that that's okay. It's okay. I understand. And isn't that really all that matters? These things that I believe, even if they're not true, I believe them. It's how I built my faith. It's how I've always built my faith, right? Believing in things that you can't see or experience with your five senses, maybe with your sixth sense if you have that. I haven't been blessed with that particular gift. But, um, so, yeah, I'm not sure what else to talk about here. It hasn't always been like this for me. Uh, let me go back to that thread. It hasn't always been like this for me. As a matter of fact, it's only been like this for me really within the last, I'd say, two or three years. And because I had some sort of profound spiritual experience about three years ago in Pittsburgh. Well, not really Pittsburgh. North of 30 miles north of Pittsburgh. In the foothills of the Allegheny Mountains in a town called Freedom kind of ironic since it's a very um, rural, poor town. Uh, but we lived out in the country and we lived in a nice complex that was just on its edge. And that's where I had a lot of kind of mystical experiences with actual deer. And um, yeah, it's just grown since then. But again, I, you know, I'm at where I'm at because dedicated a lot of my time and and focus to it so 
and that don't get me wrong i don't say that to be like well i did this so i deserve it because the truth is everyone deserves to have what i have and everyone can have what i have i think it might look different for you but the underlying principle is the same coming to believe that i am okay no matter what happens, no matter what happens in my world, no matter what happens in the global economy, no matter what happens in the many wars that are being fought, no matter what happens, you know, all the way down to the, the people in my life and tragedies happen and I'm getting older and my wife's getting older. And, but I know when I put my head down on the pillow at night, I go right to sleep. Yeah, that pillow. I hit, I rest my head on that pillow, and um, I go right to sleep because I very rarely seriously worry about anything, big or small, and I trust that I'll always be taken care of. Of course, I you know I don't do it perfectly. Sometimes I'm worried. I of course I worry about things, but the worry doesn't own me. The worry doesn't own me. So it's not going to keep me up at night. It's not going to be running around in my brain, preventing me from going to sleep. Now, I'll be honest and say that I have a couple health problems, so I have several medications that actually make me very sleepy. But um, I believe that even without those I would still go right to sleep every night. And maybe someday I won't have to take those. So you never know. I just know that things and people and situations show up in my life. And I know that she has brought them all for purpose. Some's a bit, some are a big purpose, some are a little purpose, some are lessons I need to learn, some I don't know why they were brought into my life until much, 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 much later. But it's pretty much all orchestrated by her. Now, let's talk about that, because I don't want to make it sound like, you know, the goddess is in charge of my life, yes, but she doesn't manage me or move me around like a like a rook on a chessboard. Um, but she gives me the opportunity to see where I'm at. That's the other thing I do. I check in with myself a lot. I check in with myself a lot. Because if something isn't, if something is off, I want to find out what it is and, be, and get rid of it immediately. <laughs> um, and I'm, I've gotten pretty good at that. And that's with many, many years of, uh, of therapy. <laughs> I've really gotten good at identifying my feelings and not just identifying my feelings, but knowing what's underneath them, like what's driving whatever uncomfortable feeling I'm having. So, you know, every now and then, of course, I'll still have a feeling where I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? But uh, for the most part, it's good. And, and having that knowledge about myself allows me to move through it allows me to talk to her about it and and move on because I'm 
you know, I turned 50 this year and uh, times are wasting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, the march is on. I'm in the last chapter and uh, I, I just, I can't be mired down by stuff like that because when I am, it just distracts me from her. It just distracts me from her. And when I am distracted from her, I feel that, I feel that disconnect, but almost the moment it happens, and I go and I reach out to her, and the connection that I feel comes back instantly. All I have to do is say, hey, sorry about that goddess, I was thinking about something else for way too long. <laughs> um... Not that I don't think about other things. I, th I think you guys know what I mean. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, none of these concepts are going to sound entirely foreign to you. Spirituality and the divine feminine, faith, and belief, these are all concepts that I know you guys understand. So, back to, let's talk more about the goddess. And the podcast. And me. <laughs> um, you know, like I said in my late night rambling, about a week ago, or maybe it was only a few days ago, I don't remember, um, I pay very little attention to time. I know what time it is based on when my wife starts and finishes work or if I have an appointment somewhere. That's basically it. Um, otherwise, I just look up at the clock and see what time it is and go, oh. So, this podcast, you know, not only did I, I, I wanted to share my experience, and I believe that there are people out there that need to or want to hear it. Um, I know that there are people out there who, who feel like I did and are a little bit jealous of their Christian friends when they talk about their walk with Jesus and their hand in his hand and, you know, all of those things. But, you know, we can have that too. We can have that too. Of course we can. Other religions have that too, right? There's more than just Christians out there. I know we live in a heavy Christian country, but uh, there are other religions with people all over the world I am quite sure having the same kind of relationship with a goddess or goddesses uh, that I am. So, and, you know, I, I want other people to talk about it. I want people to come on the show and just talk about their their love for her, how they see her, how they came to know her, how she eluded them, which she didn't really elude them. We just weren't looking in the right places where we weren't quiet enough to, to hear her. Um, and I know that for many people, it, you know, it's fleeting, but it's good that it's fleeting because it keeps us looking. It keeps us searching and seeking. It keeps us, it just, it keeps us moving, right? Because when you have a taste of that kind of connection, guess what? You want more of it. You want more of it. I know I did. 
I'm grateful that I uh, am at a place in my life where I have the kind of time I have to spend with her. It made reaching this level of connection with her uh, much easier because I didn't have too many other uh, competing things. I mean, I, of course, I have other things in my life. I have friends. I have a social network. I try and be kind to people and do things for people, things that I'm capable of doing. Um, I spend time with my wife's family, my wife who lost both of her parents this year uh, within six months. My mother-in-law died on January 1st and my father-in-law died on June 27th. So we spend a lot of time with her uh, with her niece and nephew because they saw my wife's parents as their parents because their own mother has not been much of a mother to them. I was trying to find a really kind way to say that because I do have compassion for her in my heart because I know that she is in pain and I know that she is suffering. Now, I'm not so spiritual that when she does some fucked up shit, I don't get irritated with her or say things firmly. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I try. I try. That's all any of us can do is try, right? We've got to let go of this idea of, you know, this spiritual gianthood where we don't struggle with everyday human struggles. I think even I used to envy you know, monks who were secluded from the world, like Buddhist monks and Tibetan monks and, you know, cloistered away and nuns and, you know, the same thing. But you know what? I'm pretty sure today that those people struggle too because, ta-da, they are human. They're human. And no matter how much faith we have, I think we, we will always have moments of moments or days or weeks or months or even years of existential crises and, uh, you know, a lapse in our faith, especially if something tragic happens in our life. That happens a lot. Um, that happens a lot. And for me, the only way I can get through those things is I have got to believe, I have got to believe that there's a reason I'm also a certified past life regression hypnotist, and I think that a lot of the times when, when people die uh, unexpectedly like that, it's because they have some greater purpose. I was talking to a friend of mine here who lost someone that she was very close to and um, at who you know, died unexpectedly, had a heart attack, dropped dead right then and there. And um, <clears throat> I was telling her that because she kept going on and on about what a good person he was and how kind he was and how helpful he was and how he was loved by his community and, and all of these things and all the things that he did for people. I said, my friend, you know, if this guy was as magic as you say he is, 
And I believe you that he was, and I know a lot of other people in this community are mourning this man. Just consider what if, and I don't know if this is true or not, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but what if he left his physical body here because that's all he left here because he needed to move into his next life to do even more important work there. Or, you know, he could have gotten to that in-between place. And in that in-between place, what I have been taught is that you get to choose what you're going to do next. And some souls don't choose to reincarnate and come back. Some souls say, you know what, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to be a spirit guide to all these people that I loved so much. Because in my physical body life, I didn't have the time. Now I have eternity to guide them and talk to them and lead them if they are seeking for me. So those are the kind of things I, I like to believe happen uh, when a tragedy like that occurs. But the reason, like, you know, when someone dies, uh, you know, in an accident or something, a young, healthy person, or young, not so healthy person, but a person that, you know, clearly we would say was too young to die, that they died, quote unquote, before their time. But, but I believe there is a bigger picture that is so far beyond my human understanding that it is for, that whatever that tragedy is, it is for a reason. And most of the tragedy, like global tragedies that we see, war, for example, slavery, poverty, those things have their purpose too. But I think it's important to be able to make that distinction between man-made suffering in the world, which wars are that, right? Poverty is certainly that. But those things are perpetuated by humans. But what if, I'll give you an example. So I've been saying for a long time that, uh, you know, I think that I think that we've been here for a very long time. And for all we know, we're like version 7,846 humans. And, <laughs> you know, that eventually the world dies and she recreates it. I think she's been doing that for a long time. I think that's what past lives are about, but that's another topic. Um, so I've been saying for a long time that I think that she's ready to pretty much wipe us off the board and start over again. And uh, I do believe that, not because she's fed up with us or done with us, but because she has a plan that we don't know about and couldn't understand, even if we did know about it. So when I see that kind of suffering in the world, when I see what we have done as a, as a human race, that has nothing to do with her 
well, it's everything has something to do with her. But when I think about that, and I think about how, you know, my biggest complaint is that we came from goddess-worshipping cultures initially. The patriarchy can really only claim the last 5,000 years, five, 6,000 years. Uh, but we've been here for 30,000 years. So we were with a goddess-centered belief system for many, many, many years before the Greeks and Romans. Well, and some of us even after the Greeks and Romans, but I guess it depended upon where you were in the world. So when I think the world is going to end, I don't think that's going to happen in my lifetime. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I think that if history repeats itself, that when we do get wiped off the board as a human race, that whatever comes next will again be a goddess-centered universe. I mean, how can it not? How can it not? I, you know, that's the other thing. I don't understand how people, just people in general, really don't think that a woman created us since a woman is the only living, not the only living, the only force that can create life. I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. I think it makes total sense that we were created by a, a feminine figure because... She gave us life. She gave us birth. Um, and even if you don't believe that, you know, in a lot of mysticism and several, several, several religions, this idea, uh, this mystical notion of the twice born, right? That's why Christians call themselves born again. I'm sure there are similar phrases in other religions that mean the same thing. Because we aren't just our physical selves. We have a core and a soul. At least that's what I believe. And I don't know where I was going with that. And when we connect with this, and again, this is all just what I believe. Maybe you believe the same thing. Maybe you don't. You can let me know. Um, So that second birth is when I am, is when I'm birthing, you know, my highest ideal, my spiritual self, my core, my soul, my essence. When I am truthful and genuine and walk in the world as the woman that she intended me to be. I fall short of what she intended me to be a lot. She doesn't get mad at me for that. But uh, 
So I think that's what that second birth is. And I, I've actually been, you know, spiritually, I've been reborn a couple of times. I've had, a, you know, small spiritual awakenings, really, really big spiritual awakenings. And uh, it's happened over and over again. But maybe this last one was the last one for me in this lifetime. And, and that's if that's the case, I am totally fine with that. So... You know, I offer these things to all of you. I do hope, I so hope that you feel loved. I so hope that you feel loved. I was reading, uh, or I was listening to someone earlier today uh, in an interview on YouTube, and the person said, um, if we don't feel loved, it's because we deflect love when we are not giving love that is a it is an it is an ongoing flowing channel if i'm not loving i am not going to feel loved i think that is just a fact and i think there are probably many of you out there that that would say that that is true also in your uh in your understanding of how love, real love, God has given love, works. Because God has given love is a very different kind of love. I never understood what people meant uh, when they said, God is love, God is love. I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Now I know what it means. Now I know what it means. And it is not a concept that I can easily put into words. Like I'd have to prepare what I was going to talk about and actually write notes instead of just yammering onto you guys uh, on the fly like I am now. Um, so I'm not really sure what else to talk about uh, without repeating myself and Sometimes repeating myself is necessary, but uh, I don't think that's the case here. So I can tell you that I've got two more interviews lined up. That's exciting. Be on the lookout for those. I plan on doing an episode about ecstasy, not the drug, the feeling ecstasy uh, and spiritual and religious ecstasy and that's bound to be juicy and controversial and I was going to say shocking but really if you listen to this podcast probably very little that I say to you uh, is shocking at this stage and um, we're going to talk about I'm going to reach out to C.G. Dolan again remember C.G. Dolan Episode four to him, and hopefully he can come and talk to us about um, British shamanism and Celtic shamanism and early British goddess lore. A lot of Celtic goddesses are very popular in popular culture and among popular culture, especially among witches. Goddesses like Rhiannon and Bridget and 
account. I'm not sure what else. I, you know, I'd really love to do a podcast about that whole Philianism, Danism thing, but uh, as I already complained about, no information to be found. It's so weird. Here's a fun fact, though. The information that is out there says that that book and this movement or scripture or whatever was started by a bunch of British lesbian feminists in the 1970s in Oxford. And uh, then they just kind of vanished, which I think is interesting. And I could probably create some of my own lore about that, that these supernatural, non-physical entities came and posed as these human women just to put the word out uh, about the goddess and goddess worship. And I'd like to do an episode about goddess rituals, past and present. And um, yeah, so ideas in the works. I'm always thinking about this podcast because really, at the end of the day, this podcast is for her. It's for her. Uh, Anything I do creatively is for her, but particularly this So with that, my goddess-loving friends, I'm sorry to disappoint this weekend, but at least I gave you something. So stay tuned, and we'll be back on our regularly scheduled drop-in episodes next week. And I wish you all the peace of the goddess and love in your heart. The Girl 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 Gir